Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Build Black Podcast. Hi guys, my name is Arnold Sivanda and welcome to the Dope Black Dead podcast. And today we're talking the role of mentorship for the black youth. This is by far one of the most important conversations we need to be having on a constant basis within the black community. As this is the pillar of building a strong black community or building strong black boys and men who are capable to be leaders, who are capable to, to compete in the marketplace. It all starts here. So, so we, I don't take this conversation lightly. I don't take such conversation lightly. I'm very passionate about developing mentorship programs, working with mentors, working with mentees, finding ways we can, we can win, finding ways we can rebuild, finding ways we can support. So we're going to, we're going, we're going to look at some of the historic barriers that have negatively affected the, uh, the black community. I'm going to briefly touch on systematic racism, limited access to opportunities, underrepresentation, then also the negative stereotypes that are continuously being perpetuated across all major media platforms. You know, when we when we talk uh, mentorship, we we also need to look at what actually mentorship, what mentorship for the black youth means. What does it look like? You know, what are some of the things that we, we should focus on? What are some of the things are these mentorship programs or mentors addressing? Only then can we develop effective programs once we've identified exactly what we want to readdress and uh, achieve. Only then can we develop effective mentorship programs for, for, for mentors and for our mentees. Only then. So I think there are three things that we need to we need to look at when we're talking mentorship for the black youth firstly we need to look at education secondly skills development thirdly access to opportunities we need to look at all those things when i'm talking education i mean we need to look at the quality of education the curriculum institutional cultures when we're looking at uh, the education system in south africa it, it's by far one of the most unequal ones and this is due to, to the, the colonial government of apartheid, which segregated black students and white students. We also had the Bantu Act of 1953. You know, if you, if you go to tertiary institutions today, one can still say not, not much has changed. There hasn't been much transformation. 
even in tertiary institutions where these are places of progressive conversation and learning, you know, um, and and what does that mean? Actually, it means that um, there's still a lot that needs to be done in terms of transforming education in in tertiary institutions, even in higher learning in in a foundational phase. So I mentioned the Bantu Education Act of 1953, which is a, which established a separate and inferior education system for nine white students. The aim to provide education that would serve the interest of the apartheid regime and perpetuate racial inequalities. Was it effective? Yes. I mean, it was effective to the point that even today, uh, black students and educators are still facing racial injustices and discrimination within place of higher learning. And these are places for progressive conversations and understanding. It should be easy to readdress some of some of those past injustices within these spaces, but it's not the case. So what does it mean? It means there hasn't been much transformation since the act, and there hasn't been a, any cultural shift. And these are some of the things that the government needs to address. They need to be very intentional about readdressing some of the injustices within their education system that will promote equality within the learning space very important so what can we do as mentors within the space within this regard what role can we play so we fill in the blanks where where the curriculum is failing we can mobilize we can educate we can inform we can try and lobby other people to to effect change and influence legislation that will be the role of mentors within that space. Because uh, we've seen waiting for the government takes forever. So what role can mentors play? Because we have an understanding of, of these institutions, we can go to the spaces, mobilize, have a conversation with the students, have a conversation with the educators. We have to do this on a constant basis. We, we can't do it once in say nah and give up we have to do it on a constant basis so i also mentioned the importance of skills development when we're talking mentorship with the black youth what does skill development mean and what does it actually look like skills development is about improving skills and competence of a country's workforce it enhances employability productivity of individuals as well as supporting growth and competitiveness of businesses and industries so you see how all these things are connected we need the right education to develop the right skills for for market opportunities we have. So we also need to be creating enough opportunities for the skilled youth to participate in. So we've seen uh, affirmative action from the government to increase participation of black people and the economy by providing them with skills they need to succeed in the workforce. And uh, I must say that the BE was to some degree effective. It was to some degree effective. So what can we as mentors learn from that? We can learn the importance of um, of identifying where and which skills exactly we need to develop and focus on. In relation to skills development, we as mentors have a very important role to play. Firstly, it means that we ourselves have to possess the skills or know someone who does possess those skills in order to empower the youth with those skills. 
So I mentioned before that uh, our role as mentors is to fill in the blanks, is to do what the government is not doing or what the government is not doing accordingly. So as black mentors, we have to offer specific skills to the black youth, which we believe will in turn empower them and make themselves sustainable or be able to compete in the marketplace with other people as well. Another element in that is the importance of um, always trying to influence legislation, always trying to make sure that um, we are not overlooked in certain spaces. So uh, in this regard, the role of us as mentors goes beyond just developing the skills of the, of the black youth. We need to create a network. We need to create a network of other mentors. We need to create strong relationships with, with corporate companies, black owned businesses. We need to be effective and intentional. It's very important that we always intentional when we do those things. Once we've identified which skills we need to develop and uh, we've, we, we either possess those skills or we found someone who has those skills. The next thing for us will be to find a black owned business in need of those skills. So that when we're done developing these skills, we have a home for those black boys to go and practice and put everything we've taught them into practice. And all this is achievable. We can do it in small scales. We can do it in small scales and we can grow from there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Skills development is very important because it promotes economic growth and social development. It also levels the playing field by reducing inequality in the economy. In addition, it helps address the skills shortages that exist in many sectors of South African economy, which, which is a major key economic growth barrier. So we as mentors need to be aware of these economic, economic barriers. We need to be aware of the South African economy. We need to be aware of which skills are in demand. We need to be aware on which organization and which black owned businesses we can work with. 
skills development is a very broad subject. We can have a whole episode on, on, on skills development, but it's it's equally as important as, as the other factors I mentioned, uh, namely being education and last one being access to opportunities. So while we're still in skills development, it can be implemented through various programs and initiatives. So we're looking at the skills programs, I would call them. So these um, can be, I'm a carpenter, I can share that skill with the, with a group of black boys, teach them carpentry. It can be implemented through learnerships and internships. I own a business or I know someone who does and they growing and they definitely going to be in need of a particular skill. So what we can do there, we can approach this business with a proposal to skill a group of young men from a disadvantaged community and make them employable and equip them with skills to benefit this business and also benefit themselves. In turn, it benefits the community as a whole. And uh, I don't want us to look at to look at to look at uh, what what the government can do. They haven't done enough in that space. So, so this is specifically for mentors on how we can fill in those blanks and how effective we can be. So I think we can do another episode later and. Uh, on guidelines how to put together proposals, how to approach companies, uh, black-owned businesses, and how to put together internship programs and leadership programs and skills development programs on a small scale. We can look at that in that episode or you guys can engage with me. You can engage me and we can see what we can do in that, in that regard. One of the key challenges facing skills development in South Africa is the lack of funding and resources available to implement these programs. Which is why I mentioned that it is important for us as mentors to identify which skills are actually in demand in the marketplace. We need to to know which direction the economy is heading. So at the present moment, the the skills we need to be focusing on developing um, are mostly digital skills because that's where the economy is, is heading. That's where the world is heading. So we need to equip our black youths with um, digital skills from marketing to data capturing. So we need to equipping them with those skills so they don't fall back. Um, another another challenge is there's often a disconnect between skills that are being taught and the needs of the economy, which then limits the effectiveness of these programs. So what I also do is uh, look at skills development programs from organizations, mentors, um, and identify how we can we can better position these programs according to the economy demands and market demands. Very important. So us as mentors, we need to be intentional about educating ourselves as well. And lastly, I mentioned access to opportunities, which is equally as important as education and skills development. Say we've done we've done everything. We've looked at the education. We've looked at skills development. Now we need to get the black youth to work. Are there enough opportunities for them to get to work? Uh, an important thing here for, for mentors would be not to work in a vacuum. It's important to collaborate, um, try work with the government, try to work with businesses of the private sector, try to work with black owned businesses, ask them what skills they, what skill sets they need, ask them what how you can help, ask them how you can strengthen your, your your mentorship programs in align with your company's objectives 
so that once you've developed this young people, there's a place for them to go. Very important. So just to just to go through some of the most important things that we've been touched on today. When we're talking youth empowerment and development, we need to always look at education, skills development, and access to education. Now, another important factor there will be having mentors that are skilled, mentors that are aware of historic barriers that have negatively impacted the black community and placed us at a disadvantage. So we need informed and educated mentors because when you know and aware of all those past injustices, your approach is different. Your approach is different, your understanding is different, and your understanding of the world and the economy is different. So it's very important that um, us as mentors possess those skills and understanding and are knowledgeable in, in historical barriers that have negatively impacted our community. Very important. Another important thing in closing is that I don't want us to make the past our um, our future. So we need to focus on um, on readdressing the injustice of the past and finding new ways to win in the current marketplace and in the current economy. And there's many ways we can do that. Also, another important thing, I don't want us to be always playing the victim. I want us to get to a point where we are empowered enough and uh, we're saying this is what happened. It doesn't define us. It doesn't define our future. And um, the only thing left for us would be to put in the work, you know, and try to find new ways to win, try to find new ways to compete, try to find new ways to level the playing field, which we be very capable of, be very capable of. So, so that's the, those are some of the things I would like us to focus on going forward. Then please do engage. You can send me any questions. And I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to looking at some of your mentorship programs and so forth. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Next time, we're looking at parenting through generational trauma. These two episodes are kind of linked. The next episode is parenting through generational trauma. So we're looking at past traumatic experiences that have disadvantaged us or that we are not aware of. Dope Black Podcast. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.